Hey, what's going on, y'all? You're tuning in to the Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast. I'm your host, Big Sarge. Woo, I'm tired, y'all. I'm going to tell you right now, I did not get back home from the Major League All-Star, Major League Baseball All-Star game to 3.30 in the morning. My plane kept getting rerouted and diverted, rerouted and diverted, and I went from Cleveland to Denver, Denver to Houston, and finally made it home, finally made it back, and I was tired. But even though I'm tired, even though I don't have any energy, there's one thing that could always make me perk up, and that is NBA free agency. Listen, joining me right now is my boy Chris, host of the Two Big Dummies podcast. What's going on, bro? I'm having a bad night. <laughs> well, can I can I at least tell them why you're having a bad night first? Uh, you taking too much joy in this. Go ahead, brother. Tell them uh, I'm having a bad night. <laughs> so, listen, according to reports, the Oklahoma City Thunder have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to the Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. And first round picks in 2024 and 2026 and pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. League sources tell ESPN and Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, for the longest time, let, let, let me back brief the people who don't know. So I've been an Oklahoma City Thunder fan since Kevin Durant has played for the Oklahoma City Thunder, which started out as the Seattle Supersonics. He played one year at Seattle Supersonics. Then they moved to Oklahoma City. Chris is a diehard Rockets fan. He's been watching them since uh, Rest in Peace, Lewis Lloyd. You seen that man, Lewis Lloyd, passed away? No, I didn't, but it made me sad now. Yeah, man, Lewis Lloyd passed away, man. So Black Magic, man, rest in peace. Uh, He's been there since Allen Level, Granville Waiters, uh, uh, all of them, man. He's been there since. Be, uh, Rudy T had that cup on the sideline getting drunk because Vernon Maxwell kept taking too many shots. Anyway, man, so I, I, I preface that to say this. Chris has been a huge critic of Russell Westbrook. Likes the way that he plays, but does not like the, the, the flaws in his game, which outweigh any type of positive positive um, things he's ever said about Russell Westbrook. So now, Chris, funny how time flies when you're having fun. Ain't that a Janet Jackson song? No, I don't know. <laughs> that is a Janet Jackson song. Hey, Chris, I'm gonna uh hush hush up now, like the old people used to say. And uh, how do you feel about this trade? That's my nightmare. That's come true. I, I kind of knew it was going to happen when Westbrook, unlike the, the Miami jersey online, I kind of had a feeling, an inkling that it might be possible. I was hoping that Miami would give them a deal they couldn't refuse and Houston would stop Houston from killing themselves. I mean, how do you bring a point guard that shot 29% behind the three-point line? It's what you do best on your team. And this, your point guard, a, pa- a shoot-first point guard who can't shoot on a team that needs play- that need players that can shoot. It's a match made in hell. <laughs> now, as a Rocky fan, I got to sit back and look at this debacle. I, with James Harden and, and uh, Westbrook taking taking turns dribbling out the ball, 
this this is the worst. This is one of the worst. This this is almost worse than the Scottie Pippen trade. <laughs> you didn't like the Scottie Pippen trade? No, because it's the same concept. You bought a player in, you're not gonna take advantage of the skills. Scottie Pippen was a slashing player that played defense. You turned Scottie Pippen into a spot of three point shoot. Hey, I mean, what's Hey, hey, what's the worst? Uh, the Rockets getting Russell Westbrook or the time that the Texans signed Brock Osweiler? The Rockets getting Russell Westbrook because I actually liked the Osweiler deal. I mean, I didn't end up thinking it was good in the end, but I liked it when it first happened because, I mean, like they had nothing else before Osweiler. So, I mean, you had to have some confidence. I mean, some, some enthusiasm about it, hoping that it'll work. I know this ain't going to work. How do you know, though? So, listen, I was talking to uh, Big Game James down in uh, Jacksonville, him and uh, Denny on their show on uh, 1010 XL. And I said that the problem the problem that I have with it is, one, and I've been saying this. You remember I said this uh, two weeks ago. Well, I'm sorry. I said this right after the Paul George trade, and then the, the rumor started circling around, uh, circulating that Russell Westbrook wanted to be traded in Miami and Houston was in the mix. And I went on record by saying, I don't think that Houston should get Russell Westbrook. I just don't see him fitting into this system. But this is the question that I, I, I have, Chris, the bigger question that I have. Does this put D'Antoni on the hot seat? And the reason why I'm asking that is because Russell Westbrook, and we've said this before, Russell Westbrook has never played with a coach that can't control him. We all know that D'Antoni is a player's coach. So what's going to happen when they get into these games and Mike D'Antoni wants to do one thing and Russell Westbrook wants to do another? Does this put D'Antoni on the hot seat? I think this puts Daryl Morey on the hot seat. I don't think that D'Antoni wanted to make this deal. I think that this is a Daryl Morey deal. If you if you watch Daryl Morey over the years, he's been driven by the star. He's tried to get every star that was up for from 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 LeBron James to – Every star that was a free agent, he tried to get them from Aldridge, you know, to um, who else it was. If there was a star, Camilo Anthony, he wanted that star. So, so I blame Dale Moore for this if it doesn't work out. You know what you have on your coaches, and you know what you have on your players. You know what you know how D'Antoni coaches. He's gotten rid of several players because they couldn't play the way he coached. He's never been the type of that type of coach to conform to the talent that he has. He's always been the coach to make the players conform to what he brings to the table. So you knew that going in. You also knew that Wilson Westbrook shot 29% from behind the three-point line. Something that you need your point guard and the players to be able to do with a ball-dominant guard that drags on the court. Well, so wait. Hold on, Chris. Chris, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But doesn't this also make the defense have to adjust if they're gonna, if they're going to uh, allow, because Russell can get to the get to the lane anytime he wants to. Doesn't that make Clint Capella come into this, uh, come into the offense, make him more of a factor now? Because he's more athletic than what Sam Adams is, and if they run pick and roll with them two, he's used to that. He's also uh, by being a rim runner and Russell getting out on the break like that. Doesn't that help? Clint Capella, so he may lack in three points, but the way he's effective enough to get to the paint, that, that may uh, help them in the long run, right? It could, but two things defenses are going to do to the Rockets next year. For one, they're going to back up off the point guard. You couldn't back up off Chris Paul because he hit you in the face with a three. You could back up off Russell Westbrook because his shot is inconsistent. The second thing defenses are going to do is they're going to, if the Rockets, if the only way what you say works 
as if the Rockets let Russell Westbrook breathe Russell Westbrook. What I mean by that is that if you allow him to to be a to be a point guard and and go to the rim, go to the rim. If you do not allow him to go to the rim at will, then and make him a turn try to turn him into a spot up shooter and decision maker, you in trouble. I mean, you in trouble. And I see the Rockets trying to turn Westbrook into some type of shooter. I mean, I because I that's that's Tony's mo. So you think that they're going to try to turn him into shooter now? And and before. Let me go back to something that you said um, um, earlier. I too agree that this is more of a Daryl Morey trade than it is that Daryl Morey did this more than Mike D'Antoni had a say so in it. Just like when he brought Carmelo Anthony in, everybody know that uh, Daryl Morey was a huge Carmelo Anthony fan. Uh, the Rockets just got him one year too late. If yep. they if if, if Daryl Morey could have pulled off the trade to bring in Carmelo Anthony the year he went to the Thunder. Carmelo Anthony would still be on this team. But, uh, you know, but they got him one year too late. And like I said, Daryl Morey loves, just like you said, he loves names. He loves stars. And it, it's almost like he does it to appease to the Rockets fans instead of doing what's best for the team. Now, the one thing I will say about Daryl Morey, and the one thing that I, that I really like about Daryl Morey, uh, one, one of the reasons why I said he should have been in the running for GM of the year last year, was even even when he makes mistakes, he's smart enough to correct them. I mean, think about it. Last year, the Rockets started off with Michael Carter-Williams, James Ennis III, and Carmelo Anthony. Neither one of those players were on the team by the end of the season. He got rid of all of them and brought in some great talent like Kenneth Fareed. He brought up Daniel House. Uh, uh, he brought up – I mean, he, he brought in Austin Rivers. So, I mean, it may be one of those things where he he could work on getting the other pieces to make this thing work. Russell Westbrook and, and James Harden, they're really good friends. I did not know until maybe last week that they kind of grew up together. Did you know that? Um, they don't have huh? – the only thing they have is a trade exception. I think it's $6 million. It's the only thing they have left. Everything they have, they they are cap fit. Matter of fact, when when House and Green sign their deals, they'll be over the cap, paying a luxury tax. Rivers, so, has, Rivers hasn't signed yet either, has he? Oh no, Rivers signed already. Rivers signed. The only two that haven't signed is Green and House. Okay. Rivers, Rivers signed a two year deal, but I mean, you know, so so you're over the cap. You have a six million dollar trade exception. So you want to make a trade? It has to be. It has to be six billion dollars a year or less, you know. So they're pretty much stuck with Russell Westbrook for the next three years, just like they would have been stuck with Chris Paul. So you really, only thing you really lose is a jump shot, because Chris Paul is a master of the mid-range game. He can get by you and was strong enough to hit that mid-range jump shot every time. The only okay. problem I have with Westbrook is he's too inconsistent shooting the ball, and who knows. Maybe he'll get in the gym this summer, shoot a lot of shots, and, and improve that shot. If Russell Westbrook, same thing with Simmons, if Russell Westbrook ever develops a shot, he will be the best point guard in the NBA because you cannot stand in front of him. He's quick as a hiccup. He has athleticism that I've never seen before besides Derrick Rose. So if he learns how to shoot, he'll be the best point guard. I think that, I think that Mike D'Antoni will put in a different variation, though, of his offense, because he, he's what has Tony ever done to make you believe it? 
well, D'Antoni is on the last year of his deal as well. If he wants to keep a job, he's going to have to do something in order to make this thing work. Also, so what about in the locker room? Do you see Russell Westbrook being a problem in the locker room? I don't think that he's a problem in the locker room myself. And I, I'm just, like I said, I, I, I'm going to go by what I know. I don't think he will. Everybody's scared, everybody scared of him. <laughs> no, man, he ain't gonna fight everybody, man. And yeah, hold on, Chris Paul like to, hold on, Chris Paul like to fight too. But Chris Paul ain't six three and solid. Yeah, that's true. Hey, I hold mean, on, hold on, Chris. Chris, side note, I just want to see this fashion show that they they about to have. Oh God! Oh, don't don't remind me. He gonna be coming in there wearing rags. Yeah, I'm here, buddy. Oh man, I'm, I'm sorry. We having some technical difficulty between James Harden and and, uh, and Russell Westbrook. Man, I don't know who's go who gonna wear it best, man. Look, man. If all I had to worry about was what they were wearing, I wouldn't be as as deflated as I am. But <laughs> with a certain radio host, whatever the hell he is, knowing that. My team has now acquired Russell Westbrook. He's going to destroy me the whole year. He's going to rub it in and let me have it. Yeah. I think I know that guy, man. I think I think I know that guy. I think he is going to be the one to let you have it. I, I, I think he is. Because I don't yeah. think that he's one of those guys that will ever let you just make it unless, I mean, nah, when it comes only to sports. Great. My only statement huh? The Astros. That's my only say. My fiance laughed. My only saving grace is the Astros. He's uh, yeah, that guy's an Astros fan too. All right, Chris, I'm gonna ask you the same question that I asked you on the last podcast when we talked about the uh, Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers and Paul George trade. Does this make the Rockets any better? Do they do? Do you have them still in the top five in the West now, or does that drop them lower for you? The Rockets. Got, believe it or not, they got better tonight. They got younger. They got more athletic. I think they're two games better than they were last year because Westbrook is going to stay healthy for the most part, whereas Chris Paul missed a lot of games. So I feel like they got like five games better, but in the playoffs is where it's going to hurt them because when the court, when the court shrinks, and when teams start guarding Westbrook and, and backing up off him and turning him into a shooter, that's when it's going to show. It's not going to show in the regular season because the Rockets have an excellent team. They have an excellent team. Even without Chris Paul and no Westbrook and just James Harden, they have they have toughness with, with Tucker. And now they have even more toughness with Westbrook. That They have height and pass and a shot blocking ability with Capella. They got offensive scoring with, with Harden, and they had role players with Austin Rivers and, and Daniel House and Gerald Green. So and now they have don't forget, don't forget they got Chris Clemens coming in too. Yeah, so they have a team. That kid is lighting yeah. up the, the summer league, Chris. Yeah, he is. He's, he got 19 points tonight. Yeah, but, and look, I, uh, and you know, man, um, um Hardenstein doesn't look bad either. That may be good for him and Russ to play together as well, because they both, because Hardenstein gets out on the break as well. I'll tell you one thing though, Westbrook might have twenty, my average twenty assists a game with this team, because all so? those all those shots 
that team, that players missed in Oklahoma City. Because oh, I, I, I know. I know all those shots that all those players missed. There's in, no uh, Andre Robertson's on this team. This team no. So if, 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 if this team gets wide open threes because people are doubling Westbrook coming off a drive, they're going to knock the majority of those shots down. So, you, so do you put them as a contender? Do you put them in as a contender in the West? Because this is our well, really, always, we, we, they were we, always contenders. Okay, so would you put now? Would you put this duo over the Lakers? Because for some reason, people have bought into the idea that the Lakers are a championship team, and I know that I harped on this last time, but I just don't see it with the with with you know. You talked about the Rockets being young. The Lakers are old. I don't know why people don't see that. They're old. Even LeBron is old. Like I told, like I told my fiance, Daddy, the Lakers are not going to be what people think they're going to be. LeBron James is 35 years old. We share the same birthday. I know. He's 35 years old. He's not the same player he was at 21. He got okay? a lot of miles Rondo, on him. He got a lot Rondo, of miles. Rondo has two fingers. He's not playoff Rondo anymore. Cuz is not the same player anymore. He can't wait, wait, whoa, 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 Chris, 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 Chris. Side uh-huh. note, bro. Side note. Hey, man, listen. You know, we, we both from the H, right? Uh-huh. So let's just say if you was in your hood and you seen a fat dude that got real skinny, you think of two things. One, either he was on that stuff or he had <laughs> them letters, right? One of the now, I don't, now I don't wanna I don't wanna say that. I don't want to say either of those things or make accusations about DeMarcus Cousins, but have you seen him lately? No, I haven't. Bro, DeMarcus Cousins, it, I put it like this. DeMarcus Cousins looked like you did when you first got the Prairie View right now. Hey, maybe maybe he was on that diet. Maybe he was on that diet that Oprah went on. Maybe on that diet that Rob Gronkowski's on. Have you seen, yeah. listen, have you seen Rob Gronkowski? No, I haven't seen him. Man, okay, so Rob Gronkowski, I, I put it like this. Rob Gronkowski is little. DeMarcus Cousins is little. I mean, when I see DeMarcus Cousins, I'm saying to myself, all, all DeMarcus Cousins needed to say was, nice like this, I wish raindrops would fall. Can't nobody do nothing with old Eddie Kane. Football players seem to lose weight after they leave the league. Look at, look at Jeff Saturday and those offensive linemen. They because they're not taking no supplements anymore. They're not taking no steroids anymore. So they tend to lose weight. Look at Brian Cushing right now. They tend to lose weight and, and muscle mass when they start playing football because they're not on no steroid regiments anymore. Well, I'm telling you, listen, you need to go look at, at DeMarcus Cousins right now, man. He looks like he's lost at least like 20, at least 20 to 25 pounds, bro. He looks very different than he did before. And so I, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I had to side note that because I'm saying to myself, yo, he does he looks very thin right now. He looked like he DeAndre Ayton or something. You know, DeAndre Ayton that plays for the Phoenix Suns. So back Only to what you were saying. You gotta worry about with the Lakers. To me, the three players on the Lakers team you got to be concerned with is Kuzma, Danny Green, and uh and uh and Anthony Davis. I'm not worried about Green. Danny Green doesn't scare me at all if I'm a player at all. Why I say you have to be worried about Danny Green because the knock on the Lakers the last two years, even when they got LeBron, was they had no shooting from the outside. Danny Green can knock down the three. He can, like he he can, but not consistently. You tell me your favorite Danny Green, uh, five of your favorite Danny Green moments out of the playoffs. 
Like Danny Green was very, very inconsistent and didn't show up in the playoffs, especially in the Eastern Conference Finals and the Finals. I mean, anytime you can talk about uh, Fred Van Vliet more than you can talk about Danny Green, that lets you know something. Like, I'm not saying that Danny Green can't hit a shot. He will. I mean, he will hit a shot every now and then. But here's the problem. He's not going to get those shots. To me, he's not going to get those shots as easily as he did in the Toronto system. People aren't as afraid of LeBron James anymore. Anthony Davis is going to create some shots for him. But nobody's afraid of LeBron scoring on them like that. They know that, hey, listen, we're going to sag off and we'll rotate to Danny. We got LeBron has to prove that he can hit the jump shot first. Yeah, he does. And then, like, side note, you know, you brought up uh, um, uh, New Orleans going out to Chris Paul. But when you think about it, they just picked up Lonzo that, that, Ball. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. That ain't been that, – that has not been confirmed yet. That has not been confirmed at all, period. I just heard – I just heard that they may be in the runnings. But there's a third oh, no, team. No, 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 no. I, know, say, I know it hasn't been confirmed. Paul. I'm just saying yeah. you brought it up that they may go after Chris Paul. Yeah, but my thing is, is that when you just make the pick for Lonzo Ball and you got Holiday, why would you want to go get a thirty-four year old point guard when you got a a twenty-two year old point guard and you got a and you got an All Star point guard? So here's the thing: you bring him in for you bring Chris Paul in for veteran leadership. You send Lonzo to Oklahoma City to run with them young Thundercats. And like I said, we're listen, we're really just playing mix and match right now. Um, and, and we're just playing, mix, but huh? That's just wishful thinking, huh? I mean, I I, I think that if, if Chris Paul went to New Orleans, he would help them out a whole lot. But, I mean, he I would, mean but... okay. And, and, Chris, hold on. Here, here's another thing, because I know that it sounds like we're jumping all across the board, but these are some really relevant things that I'm thinking about. Plus, you know, I got mental health issues, so my multiple personalities scream to me sometimes, hey, say this, hey, say this. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Here, Chris, I, I got to get on or get on record how you feel about this. You are an, an avid NBA guy as well. Uh-huh. Sam Presti has become the Danny Ainge of the Western Conference. Did he is did he not see that all those picks that Danny Ainge acquired turned out to be nothing for them? They who who did they get? They got Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker out of I'm all those like the, all those those picks that you had. so what is Sam Presti going to do with all these picks? You heard it from me first. By 2024, the Oklahoma City Thunder is going to be one of the five best teams in the NBA. And I'm going to tell you why. For one, they got 15 first-round picks. Okay? 15 uh-huh. first-round picks from now to 2026. 15 first-round picks. Three picks, three picks every year for the next five years. And they have four pick swaps. So when teams like the Rockets start coming down, the Rockets picks are protected, one through four. So they can only get the Rockets a swap if it's if it's five through I mean if it's if it's five through thirty. The other two mm-hmm. picks they got from uh from the other team they traded we are not protected. The Clippers. From the Clippers are not protected. They got some no, they got some unprotected picks from the Clippers. No, they, they, the Clippers picks aren't protected. No, no, they got four unprotected picks from. They got four unprotected, unprotected picks from them. Oh wow! Well, they got. Yeah. Say it again. They got two from Houston, and they are and they both were protected from one to four. 
Well, my thing with the Rockets, my thing with Oklahoma City is this. Sam Preston had to make a decision. And the decision he has to make was, looking at his team, was he going to win with everything that happened in the Western free agency with Russell Westbrook and Paul George and, mm-hmm. and the surrounding cast? He decided that wasn't going to happen. So he got rid of Paul George. Then he got rid of he got rid of Russell Westbrook. No, he got rid of Jeremy Grant. Because once you got rid of Paul George, it was it, Jeremy Grant had to go. I mean, uh, Russell Westbrook had to go. So once you got rid of your star players, now you put this mediocre team together. You suck for about two or three years. And then that fourth year, through draft picks and free agency, you right back in the mix. I don't see it. I don't. Hey, it could be, it I, could be I don't see it. Durant. Do what now? It could be another Kevin Durant. Who? Who do you see in the ranks coming up out of high school that's the next Kevin Durant? He ain't got there yet. He got they got he got four years to get there. He ain't got there so, yet. So so basically what you're saying is is that well, like like we always say, the uh, a broken clock is right two times a day. The sun always shines on the dog's ass every now and then. He's so you're telling it. me that eventually they'll come back around to being good. So what uh, if, if that's the same if that's the case, then I might as well say, you know what? The Hawks gonna eventually come back to being good. Laws of averages says that Memphis can't suck forever. Dallas is going to be good. Can we just go ahead and say that Charlotte in the next 10, 12 years, let's say in the next 12 years, the Charlotte Hornets are going to win an NBA championship. Man, that, that eventually, huh? There's no hope for some teams. I don't think there's any hope for Oklahoma City right now. With Even with all those picks, there is not, listen, this isn't the, the days of where you had great talent coming out of college. And even I mean, if they change the rule, right? I mean, Zion just came out. Okay, like like I asked you before, you, you, we got Zion, you got uh, John Morant, then you got R.J. Barrett who can't shoot. Then after that, I don't, I can't remember Cam Reddish, Culver, like Hero or Hero, he went somewhere. The big dude out of Kentucky, like dude out of the, Auburn. Uh, uh, I like the guy from Virginia went somewhere. Like I don't know who these guys are, and they're not impressive. Chris, I'm, let me tell you something like this: Before Zion got there, right before Zion came to Duke, I mean, there was not any big, uh, in, in, in any big excitement behind the NCAA. The the finals have have been the ratings for the finals for for the Final Four has been down consecutively. I think at least like the last five years. They're not putting the talent out there like they used to. They're not drawing the buzz. Zion draw was was a big draw, a huge draw, and the NCAA fed off of that. But outside yeah. of him, I put it like this: Imagine if you took Zion away from NCAA basketball this year. Let's just remove him from this year. Do you honestly think people would have been watching uh, college basketball like they were, and they were only watching Duke games? I think that once Auburn got to the playoffs and did what they did, people would have got a little bit interested. But it was the been... underdog. Yeah, but, and they played and they played damn good. So I think that people would have been interested once Auburn and Texas Tech got to the playoffs because they were two scrappers and they played really well. So so I I don't know, man. I just feel like that Sam well, Preston is sneaky good, man. I mean, he, okay, he's well, sneaky good. Let me say this. And I'm going to jump back to this NCAA thing before I move away from it. How, how many – the Villanova has won two championships in the last, what, five years, correct? Uh-huh. How, how many good players came off Villanova that's in the league? 
you got white Dante, but like, do you even remember that that white Dante, who was the most outstanding player from the championship game against what Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, right? Villanova played Michigan in that championship I mean, game. Uh, hold on, got- do you even do you even remember that Dante, uh, white Dante played for the Milwaukee Bucks? I'm talking about the uh, Amuch, what's his name? Um, that I don't know his last name. I just call him White Dante. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. But then you you have you have uh you have uh Kyle Lowry out of out of Villanova. I mean, it, it's a lot of it's a lot of good players that came out of Villanova. I'm talking about within the. I'm talking about off the championship teams. I'm you. I'm I'm saying that the fact that uh, college basketball is down and the talent is very, very small. Even look, you put it, look at a team like the New York Knicks that got RJ Barrett, right? RJ Barrett was a big name coming out of, out of Duke. He can't shoot. Have you watched RJ Barrett in some league? Like he's a self check for, you think that, look, if you think Russell Westbrook is a self check, you need to look at RJ Barrett. He's definitely a self check, but he was one of the biggest names. He's one of the biggest names coming out. Huh? If your vision is great because he cross-eyed. But I mean, <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, so, so it might be that you get his eyes a little closer together, maybe he'll shoot a little better. Wow. But, uh, he is a good driver of the basketball. They got knocks, so they don't need him to really be a shooter because they got they got knocks, so they don't need him to be a shooter. So, I mean, uh, he was a, he, the Knicks needed a name. So, that, hold on, wait. That's what y'all got. Yeah, well, look, y'all got Harden. You don't need Westbrook to be a shooter then, right? But in D'Antoni's offense, when they double Harden, when they double Harden on the dribble, make him pass the ball. Uh huh. If you pass to Chris Paul, he can knock down that three. If you pass to Westbrook, it's like rolling craps. <laughs> and you're going to say a lot of damn instead of, oh, Mark, yeah. You're going to say a lot of, oh, more than you would say, yes, trust me. Wow. Well, well, look, man, I got to get ready to get up out of here, man. So, let's on uh, on this Westbrook to to the uh, the Westbrook to the Rockets. Are you? I put it like this: even though you've criticized him in the past, does that criticism still stand now that he's on your team, or do you change your tone? Honestly, to be completely honest with you, and I'm only gonna be honest with you with this. Tonight is the last night that I say anything bad about Russell Westbrook. Because he's on your team. That's that's your loyalty, right? Because he's on my team. Mm-hmm. And I was always taught by any coach I ever had that no matter how much you don't like a player, when a player's your teammate or a player's on your team, you defend your teammate. Now, you can talk about your teammate to your teammates, but you don't talk about your teammate outside this family. So basically, so, so basically, your your coach taught you hypocrisy. But so I have to find a, I have to find a way to say something good about Russell Westbrook, yeah. and it ain't gonna be easy. And you saying it ain't gonna be easy? It ain't gonna be easy. So what if he? So what if Russell Westbrook comes in and he and he leads you all, you know, at least to the Western Conference Finals? More power to him, but I just can't see it, bro. I wish I could be as optimistic and sarcastic as you. But I, I I can't I just can't see it, man. I want I want what's best for them because they are my team. But watching what's Westbrook play and criticizing him and hearing the criticism of him, I just don't see how a coach that's not strong willed and not is and is not a winningest coach like a Popovich or like a or like a uh, Pat Riley, how a you gonna control him? 
And B, you go back and conform to your rules. And C, how his shots are gonna get up at least thirty five percent. So what if what if you use Russell Westbrook in his natural position and don't play him at the point? You play James at the point and put Russell at the two. Now now you got to focus on James shooting, but you also once he swings the ball, he can get to the rack, right? Who's not supposed to shoot the ball? Huh? Who's not supposed to be shooters? Yeah, I mean, but um. <sighs> Oh, excuse me. Uh, I, I also say that once you swing the ball like that, Russell can can create from the wing as well as he can from the point. And I hope that's what he does. I really do. I agree with you 100 percent about him being a player that can get to the basket. I hope he uses that 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 skill to his advantage. I hope he don't settle for a lot of threes next year. I mean this year. I hope he goes to the basket more. And I mean, if he does that, then he'll be okay. But if so, he starts taking 150 threes a year, the Rockets in trouble. So basically, so basically what you're telling me is that you can't wait till I get you that Russell Westbrook jersey for Christmas. Oh, Jesus Christ. You gonna, you're not going to wear a Russell Westbrook jersey? Oh, no, no. He, it's a Rockets jersey. And they got new uniforms this year. You're not wearing a new, 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 newly revealed Russell Westbrook zero? It's going gonna, it's gonna to take me a while to get to get used to to get used to a, a non-Aaron Brooks player wearing double zero. Oh man. Listen, I would love to say that I called to console you as far as everything is concerned with your well, you know, I almost feel like, you know, this is it's like you had a death in the family. It's not that bad, man. Now that Russell Westbrook, like you you could possibly like now you're contenders, right? So Russell Westbrook put you up there to be able to beat the Denvers and the Utahs, right? The the not the Clippers. You think that they got that by adding Russell Westbrook that now they have enough to beat the Clippers? First of all, the Patrick Beverly feud comes to Houston. Ah, <laughs> yes, and, yeah, and um, you know, you you got to worry about. I mean, Paul George kills. I mean, uh, James Harden kills Paul George. So, uh, that's not always true, bro. I was in like thirty-five points in Oklahoma City. Listen, I was there. I was there at the game in, in at uh, Toyota Center when the Thunder came back from twenty six points down against. But it was, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. Hold on. That's the first time. That's the first time. I think it was the first time all season that uh, somebody had outscored James Harden. Paul George was the lead scorer in that game. Yeah, Harden had thirty eight. I think George, George forty two, something like that. Yeah, he got out so. No, he just don't kill him like that. I mean, like, no, he, no, he, no. The thing is, see, what kept, what kept up in the game is the little ugly man, the the, the shopping ranch little boy. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jeremy Grant. No, not Jeremy Grant. The the one with the gold with with the shit in his head. Um, uh, <laughs> I know you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the one that came from Atlanta. Yeah. So I mean, he scored 16 points in the third quarter. He That's surely what did. Yeah. So. So it, it wasn't James Harden get to the rim at will and shooting threes at will. It wasn't it wasn't because of Paul George's defense. As a matter of fact, at one point, at one point, George had did he? I think George did the fouled out. All he had five fouls had to go to the bench. One of the yeah. two. But well, look, well look, I got to get ready to get up out of here, man. And uh, you know, the only thing that would make this this Russell Westbrook to Houston trade more better. Do you know what would like be the icing on the cake? I'm scared to ask. What? 
if they bring back Dwight Howard. Hey, man, listen, you've been listening to Sports Talk with Big Sarge Podcast with my boy. Uh-huh. Shots fired. <laughs> with my boy, Chris, from the Two Big Dumbest Sports. <laughs> Two Big Dumbest Sports Show. Hey, man, we got to get up out of here. I'm out. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh work. <laughs>